0: Welcome to Career Beats, 20 minute talks to navigate the new career development paradigm. Hosted by Carmen Gonzalez, coach and career advisor at ESADE Careers.
1: Hi, listeners, I'm Carmen Gonzalez, associate director of ESADE Careers, coach, and passionate about unlocking talent. I'm so pleased to be here with you today. I love networking. Have you ever heard this sentence from anyone? Probably not. The truth is that most of us feel unnatural when networking, uncomfortable, phony. However, networking is a necessity, so we need to change our perspective on it. And this is why this is not the first time we are talking about networking at bits, because we are not going to get tired of our mission to help our students feel more at ease when networking. But ga- how to begin? What are the best, the best strategies to survive your next networking event? You are in the right place to get all the answers. I'm honored to have Nicolas Constantinesco with me today, a networking pro amongst many other interesting things. Nicolas is the founder of PROMEO, a training firm focused on helping business students accelerate their careers. He was formerly a partner at KPMG and an associate principal with McKinsey and Company in London, where he had overall responsibility for MBA recruiting in McKinsey's UK and Ireland practice. During this time, he recruited and coached countless candidates. He currently partners with top business schools all over the world to help students with their interview preparation and brand themselves for success. So he knows a lot about effective networking. Nicholas, we are very excited to have you with us today. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. And likewise, equally excited.
1: Yeah, it's an absolutely pleasure to have you with us today. So let's start from the beginning. The million dollar question. Why is networking so important?
0: Well, um, I think on some level, everybody understands uh, that that networking is, is important, but let me give you. Uh, three of my sort of favorite reasons. Um, the first one is kind of like the ten thousand foot view. If you just think about uh, us being effective uh, business professionals, networking is really valuable because it's through networking that you can get things done. Networking gives you access to people, to resources, to ideas, to funds, to money, etc. So, uh, so, so that's the first reason. The ten thousand foot view. Um if I sort of come down now to the two thousand foot view um it's very helpful for career advancement or let's say professional opportunities right um it's through the networks that we build, cultivate, and nurture that uh we um you know get invited or or uh yeah invited to, let's say to participate in important uh high exposure projects it's through these networks that we uh, hear about some, I don't know, some some cool opportunity here. It's because people know us that they will say, hey, here's this thing that you might want to be involved in and so on. And then if I take the 100-foot 1, view, much more specific uh, and, and focused on job search, I would say one of the key benefits of networking is that it gives us visibility into the famous hidden market, um, you know, only... Only about 30% of the jobs that need to be filled out there are advertised online. The other 70% are not. The only way to find out about them is through networking. So these are three of my favorite reasons. There's many more reasons to, to you know, why networking is important, but these, these are my, uh, some of my top three.
1: That's uh, really interesting. So contacts, career development, and visibility. I think they are very powerful reasons to really learn how to network effectively. So in line with that, what are your top three tips for effective networking? I'm sure our students will be eager to know what are your best tips to be an effective networker.
0: Yeah, so um, I would say again, three tips, but like kind of big tips, right? Um, So the number one is I think the, the, the real value of networking comes, or let's say 80% of the value from networking comes not so much from the career fairs and all these kind of like many multi-people events, although these are always good to attend, but the real value and power of networking comes from the one-on-one meetings. Mm-hmm. These You can call them informational interviews, but it's, the, it's during these meetings that you actually build relationship and that you actually uh, um, can get like useful outcomes out of it. So so that's tip tip number one. Um, tip number two is who you should network with. And the people that you should network with uh, are um, givers or Steve Dalton calls them the boosters. Yeah. Uh, so there I would actually recommend that people go to your podcast, your earlier podcast with Steve Dalton where he talks about these people some more, but do it with them because the boosters or the givers um they do two great things one they make the whole networking experience a lot more pleasant a lot less stressful because they're actually enjoying the idea of helping you and then the second thing is that they themselves are generally much better networked than other people and therefore they're also more successful people and because they have these great networks so network with so second tip network with givers or boosters And then the third tip is use networking in the right way. So don't use networking to ask for a job, because the moment you do this, people will get turned off. Use networking in order to gain insight that is useful for you at, you know, whatever stage you are of the job search process. So let's say uh, you're very early in the job search process. You know, you want to pivot, but you're not exactly sure how to pivot or uh, in what industry to go to, et cetera. Go network with people who have done pivots before, and find out how did they, you know, eng- think about their pivots and engineer the pivots. Uh, by contrast, if you have a much clearer idea of what you want, and let's say you're kind of really hesitating, you know, is, is, is firm A better or firm B better? Uh, do I prefer, you know, Unilever or Procter and Gamble? Then go network with people in those companies in order to get the inside scoop, for example, about the company culture of Unilever or Procter and Gamble. So depending on where you are in your sort of thought process, there's different kinds of information that can be useful. And this is what you can use network networking for is to kind of gather those kinds of insights So, use networking to gather strategic insight.
1: I love that. That's, um, absolutely great advice. We talk, uh, to our students a lot about informational conversations, and that's definitely the objective of, uh, You know, uh, one-to-one meetings and networking in general, I would say, and in line with what you just said, probably the two main aspects or the two main drivers of networking are curiosity and learning, right? That's what you should focus on. So I love what you just uh, shared, uh, what you just said about how to be an effective networker. And so going a little bit more deeper about the one-to-one meetings, so when I'm networking one-to-one, what should I ask or talk about to increase engagement? Because it's not so so easy when you're just with you know with the other person and you don't know what to say. So what's your advice there?
0: No, exactly. So and and, and this is this is a question that comes up often. It's kind of like, okay, you know, uh, many people who have learned how to get people to be willing to speak with them, they're like, okay, I have all these people who are willing to speak with me, but now what should I talk about? What should I ask? Right. So it's a very fair question. Um, and so I think first, let's start with the don'ts. Um, like I mentioned before, don't ask for a job and don't use the networking to try to impress because that's not the people who have agreed to spend time with you, to network with you. Um, they don't want to be put in a difficult situation of having to respond to a job request or, you know, having to react to someone telling them how great they are, that that's, that's not what they're here for. They, they came here to help you with advice. Or with information that might be useful to you so the key is first figure out what do you actually want from that conversation before the conversation starts and this goes back to what i was saying earlier depending for example on where you are in your job search process you're going to have different needs so think about that before in advance and be like okay you know right now what would be really useful is to know i don't know uh what are the the skills uh, that, you know, that are uh, or the capabilities that uh, make a product manager really successful. So I'm gonna go network with a couple of product managers and ask them about that. And so then you can prepare your questions to try to understand, hey, what are the skills that are really valued in, in product management? And do you have any insight about how I can build those skills, for example, right? So So first figure out what you want from the conversation. And then during the conversation, actually ask those questions. So talk about that. Um, and, uh, and, and it's totally fine if the topic that you discuss is like very specific narrow scope, um, because you know, it's not meant to be a a wide conversation about all sorts of things and they will feel like they really helped you if you come in with like a clear set of things that you want to get out of it and they you ask those questions pointed questions and they give you the answers the you know your counterparts will feel like hey great i was able to to help right
1: absolutely so, that, so preparation is key right
0: it is absolutely it is i think just showing up at, at, at in a networking conversation without having prepared besides being a mark of disrespect um it also means you're going to waste your time and you're going to waste their time yeah, and they'll know it right away. You know, it's like we people always know when the counterpart is not ready, regardless of the context, whether it's a job interview, networking, a a pitch presentation, uh, any kind of presentation. If you know, if one one of the parties is not prepared, the party that's supposed to drive, right, drive the, 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 the meeting or the conversation is not prepared, you know it right away. And so that's it just doesn't look on. So, yes, the key is preparation.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're not prepared, if you've not done your homework, you're also killing the opportunity of a second uh, encounter, right? Which leads me to my other question. We know that following up is key to maintain relationships. So what did you say is the best way to follow up?
0: Well, I think there's many good things you can do. So I think one of them, um, is actually during the conversation itself you might have the opportunity to create what's called a follow-up opportunity during the conversation itself. So, for example, you know, the person in front of you uh, that you're speaking with might sort of make allusion to some kind of a need that they have. Um, and you might realize that, like, on some level, you might be able to help with that. Then kind of say, hey, you know, I think I might be able to help you with this. Um, you know, why don't I, I don't know talk to the people I have in mind or, or look further into it and I'll get back to you, right? So, so there might be opportunities to create a follow-up opportunity during the conversation. Um, another thing is of course, to send a thank you note. This is always a very, very, very good thing to do within 24 hours. And it shouldn't be just a generic thing. It's just kind of send a thank you note that is sincere, of course, but also where you kind of recap one or two really valuable things that you got out of the conversation.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the third thing is let's say that, um, they give you some kind of advice about what to do during the conversation, then do it, follow the advice and then write to them, I don't know when you did it, so three weeks later, two, three, four weeks later, and then tell them, Hey, thanks again for that conversation. We had a couple of weeks back. Um, you, you suggested that I do X, you know, that I reach out to this person or that I explore this thing. I did it. You were right; it was a great suggestion. The result was great. Thank you so much. Uh, thought you know, thought I would let you know. Hope you're well. Yeah. So basically, show, stay, uh, send them this note in order to stay on their radar. Show them again how appreciative you are of the conversation that you ha- that they had with you and actually show them that they really made an impact on you. And when they see that they, they you really that they really made an impact on you and that you took the time to actually let them know, they're going to think, "Ah, you're a great person." And this is really nice. This is this is really rewarding, right? And then I think a fourth thing you can do is just just periodically send some updates. Uh just be like, "Hey, you know, uh it was a couple we spoke a couple months ago. Um uh Again, I really appreciated x or y about our conversation um I thought I'd let you know what's been going on with me since then uh, you know one two three uh hope you're well, et cetera so you don't need to ask anything but just kind of send a nice sort of short short and sweet but meaningful update and if you do that, it shows that you are that you are you know polite um uh considerate, thoughtful that you're actually making progress on some level, and all the while you're staying on their radar, which means if you manage to stay on people's radars like this, even if you're sort of on their passive radars, that when you do want to talk to them again, it's much easier to be like, hey, um, you know, something's come up, and I was thinking it'd be really great to tap into your expertise again or get your perspective again. Could we have another short chat? And at that point, you've earned it because um you know uh, uh, um <clears throat> you have been kind enough to send these nice updates
1: yeah and i think that uh, you're also showing your genuine interest right which is absolutely key to engage with the other person so i think that your advice was uh, very good very practical and really linked with this genuine interest which is absolutely important uh when interacting with, with, with someone about a specific topic. Yeah. So thank you for that. And now I'll share three questions that have been chosen by our audience. So you can give us a short and practical answer. Sure. First question. What's the main mistake to avoid when networking?
0: Um, just not being a very nice person, but concretely (laughs) trying to impress because no one, no one wants that. Uh, asking for a job or basically disappearing once you get what you wanted. Yeah. All this is kind of like just not being very, uh, it, it's very selfish, very, um, so no, no, these are kind of the mistake that, so in the short term, you might get what you want, you might, but it's definitely the kind of thing that will not help to build relationships and could even tarnish your reputation.
1: Absolutely. And second question. What's the best way to reach out to someone that you don't know through LinkedIn?
0: Oh, here, the answer is very simple. Um, It's the six point message uh, from Steve Dalton's to our job search. So again, I would invite the listeners to go back to the podcast that you did with Steve Dalton, or just look look it up, the six point message from Steve Dalton. That is by far the best way. I have been running this with business students for several years now. It has a thirty to thirty-five percent success rate, which is far, far, far better than any kind of you know, email marketing campaign that anybody else runs.
1: Yeah. Can you give us a little summary of what it means? Just for the for for the students that didn't listen to the previous podcast?
0: Yeah, so the six point message is basically it's a very short message that asks someone with whom you have some kind of connection, even if they don't know you. So, for example, you're both alumni of the same school. It asks them for a conversation, a short chat, and it gives insight into what you'd like to talk about during this conversation. That's it. Okay. That's it. Short and easy. It works wonders, short and easy, and it works wonders.
1: Great. And. Uh, So last question, what are the two, three great icebreaking questions to ask at a networking event?
0: Yeah, so I think there at the networking event, I think one of the things I would say is first try to relax and not put so much pressure on yourself to like impress or or that kind of stuff, right? Be authentic, Uh, right? uh, Kind of be authentic. And I think really one of the the best kinds of icebreaking questions, I think, are the questions... um, about the other person, that are asked with sincerity, um, but also not prying, of course, right? Um, so that they don't they don't feel intrusive. So kind of like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know. I I uh, often come to these uh, uh, career fairs. Uh, well, you know, is is, is do, do you as well, or is this the first time that you come to Asada, What to the Asada career fair? Uh, what made you decide to come here? And then, you know, they'll give you some kind of answer and then just kind of follow up on that, again, with a sincere question, but kind of like show that you're, that you are actually interested in the person, their decisions, their choices, their perspectives, their opinions, that kind of stuff. Because, and if you're sincere about it, they will feel very good about that, about you. Yeah. Um, And you're also, in a way, you're kind of keeping the spotlight on them. So it's yeah. not on you, so it also makes your experience uh easier that way so that's absolutely the general kind of approach i would I would suggest
1: yeah, that's great advice so now, as final words of wisdom, if you were to give only one piece of career advice to our students, what would it be related to networking or in general?
0: um maybe just a general career uh, piece of advice, so I think Maybe um, we had, in my experience, and certainly was my personal experience as well, I always kind of thought that like, you know, I needed to make the perfect decision for the next job. Um, But the thing is, first of all, that creates a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. And the reality is there is no way that, first of all, there is no perfect decision. There is every job has benefit, uh, advantages and disadvantages. But the second thing is that even if let's say there is a job that is better than all the others you cannot know that in advance because you don't really know um who you will meet at that job you don't know the exact opportunities that will show up at that job um so there's so many things about the future that you simply can't know um that like even a job that like on paper might seem uh, you know less attractive than another it might actually turn out to be the, you know an amazing experience and something on on, on paper that, that looks great on paper it might actually turn out to be not such a great experience so try not to just don't put so much stress on yourself and have faith that whatever decision you make is probably a very good decision and that in the end whether it ends up being a good decision or not is not so much about the decision you make now but it's mostly about what you make of it once you've decided to join
1: yeah no that's very powerful and as you say there are many paths to get to you know to a certain point so as you said there's not a such thing as a perfect decision there are many ways to get to a certain point and i think the most important is to keep open and to try things out right i really like that sentence that says don't follow your passion uh if you try things out your passion will follow you right yeah. so i think that's uh that's important to to bear in mind okay so i'm sure that our students will be eager to find out more about you so where can they find you
0: oh best place is probably linkedin um yeah mm-hmm. linkedin is the best place it's a you know nice place for professional encounters
1: yeah uh, yeah so LinkedIn. you might you might get uh, some invites after after this episode,
0: then I would only recommend, especially in the spirit of networking, uh, if you want to connect to with someone anyone on on LinkedIn, it's always better if you put in some kind of a little note with <laughs> your request. Otherwise, you even though it might not be what you're doing, but it might give the impression that you're just trying to just collect co- connections over LinkedIn, um, and um, then then you know a lot of people don't respond to that.
1: Yeah. Okay, thank you, Nicolas. Thank you so much for being with us today. All the tips that you just shared about networking have been extremely useful and practical. I'm sure our students will feel much more confident now about how to face one-to-one meetings and other networking events, and very importantly, how to follow up afterwards. Thank you for sharing such interesting insights on effective networking.
0: Your pleasure, happy networking to everyone.
1: Yeah, thank you. And Career Beats goes on next month. In our next episode, we'll talk to Borja Jimena, a SARE alumni from our double degree program, currently working as a strategic advisor and trainer at LinkedIn in the European headquarters in Dublin. Borja is an authority on how to maximize the use of LinkedIn. So if you want to learn how to better use LinkedIn for your job search and to better position your personal brand, don't miss our next episode. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode of Career Beats.
0: Keep your career beating. Tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts for a monthly dose of career stories, advice and trends.